0: Now, even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack.
1: Hello, Tom and Lou here for more Radio Breakfast.
2: Yeah, welcome to the podcast channel. Now, Jack was off for half term this week, so it was just Lou and myself and it was a little quiet.
1: Oh, it's been so peaceful.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so listen, enjoy the highlights from the last seven days. Tom, Lou and Jack,
0: the best bits. Even more Radio Breakfast. More
2: it's Get to Know Your Body Day today. Oh, uh, we mentioned
1: this a bit earlier on, didn't we?
2: Yeah. International Know Your Body Day. So I've been giving you these amazing facts that you didn't know about your body. Um, we learned earlier on that your bones are stronger than concrete. Yeah, that's like pretty
1: that. cool. It's very
2: cool, isn't it? Did you know that one person in 20 has an extra rib and often they don't even know they've got it?
1: Really? Yeah,
2: and more than often... More than not, they're men as well. So, one in 20,
1: that's a lot.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it's going to help you with anything, having an extra rib at all, is it? Spare rib. Spare rib. Oh, Chew yeah. on it. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, one in... Wait, uh, right, no, sorry, not that one. That's. Oh, here it is, yeah. During your lifetime, you will produce enough saliva to fill two swimming pools. Oh! That's great, isn't it? All the bits in it and floating around. Imagine diving into a saliva pool. Just,
1: I'm just imagining somebody like oh. wringing out their pillow after dribbling. And... <laughs> Christ,
2: isn't, it? isn't the body amazing? Sticky. And your final one on International Know Your Body Day. Um, humans are the only animals that cry when they're upset.
1: Are we? No,
2: that's interesting. Cause Cause
1: dog... Do animals not Dogs produce whi- tears?
2: No, they can't. Dogs whinge, but you've never seen a dog shed a tear or a cat shed a tear.
1: But why not? Have they not got tear ducts? They've got slightly soggy eyes. You need soggy eyes, otherwise you can't blink.
2: Maybe they're just not as emotional as us. Yeah, just tougher. They're just tougher. Stiff upper lips. And less like dolphins cry, but you don't see it because they're already wet.
1: Oh, yeah. Fish could be like bawling their eyes out <laughs> the, the whole, whole time. time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's so this heartbreaking. poor fish. That's heartbreaking. Just give them a cuddle.
0: Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. Morning, Lulu.
1: Morning. Um, right, I've got something to talk about here and I can't decide whether to use our, our nice bit of Barry Mike music that we use sometimes when we're going to talk about Naughty Things. We
2: have a Naughty Things piece of music just to indicate to our friends listening that what we're saying now is of a sexual nature. Yeah,
1: I mean, this isn't full-blown Naughty Things, so I think maybe we don't need it okay. today. Okay, let's see um, what you got. We can okay. always do it at the end. Yeah, okay, that's a good <laughs> thing. If you feel it's necessary. Yes. Uh, okay, well, this is a story about a, a, a grandma. I'm
2: going to play it. <laughs> <Okay. No. laughs> All right, carry
1: from Australia. Bless her. I don't know her name, so I'm gonna call her Maud. Yeah. Um, and she was out shopping and she spotted a lovely um handbag, or like sort kind of shopper bag, that she thought, Oh that's nice, lovely little animals on it. And um she thought, yeah, I'll, I'll treat myself to that, I took it home. Um and then had a closer inspection of it, you know, maybe popped her glasses on oh, no. and uh, realised that the cute little animals and we're talking kangaroos, we're talking um emus, uh koalas, the kind of classic Australian animals. They're all doing it, aren't they?
2: What do you mean they're doing (laughs) it? It's
1: got like these really sweet, like watercolor pictures. At a glance it's really cute. And then you look at it you're like, oh And it's on the side of the bag. And all over. It's like (laughs) a (laughs) print. Like lots of different animals. you okay, have got well, geckos in there. How do geckos do it? Well, um, well, I can tell you. Oh, <laughs> I think.
2: I think have you got a picture.
1: Literally, have a picture well, of uh, all of them. I,
2: just, I think uh, it's like
1: some kind of science lesson. Yeah,
2: I'm assuming a gecko mounts and goes on top. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's one gecko on top of the other. They well, look like they're cuddling in a specific way. In fact, hang on. There's four of those porcupines. Why are there four?
2: How does a porcupine do it, Lou? Well,
1: similar, but apparently there's a, there's a short queue. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are waiting patiently.
2: <laughs> Frisky. <laughs> That's amazing. So
1: this poor Nana's like sat at home going, well, I don't know what to do with this now. <laughs> I can't be seen out in public with this.
2: Queue of horny porcupines. <laughs> Get
0: a Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits.
2: Uh, Mark's text in the show, Lou. Yeah. Hi, Mark. Um, he's in St. Leonard's on C. Eight twenty-two, twenty-two. Starting text with the word uh, More. We were just talking about how uh, <laughs> how certain animals, I don't know, how, yeah, how certain animals mate. And I proposed the question, how do porcupines do it? Because you mentioned porcupines. Yeah. Uh, Mark knows. Oh. He says that their spikes naturally curl away to reveal the ladies' yeah. ladies' bits. Um, and it's, it's apparently quite an amazing process to watch. He um, saw it on a nature show once.
1: What? Na- okay, so they naturally curl away, presumably from the man's... You know, as well. Otherwise, it's yes, going to get tangled.
2: Yeah. Because obviously, he can't approach her with those um, quills, those those spikes, because he'll he'll get impaled.
1: Well, no, she'll get impaled. Or,
2: and he, well, she's going to get impaled anyway. But oh. he's. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's quite fascinating. Nature. It the, is the natural sort of defence mechanism peels away for 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 for. Yeah. You know, let's move on. Have because- you heard about the ducks with the
1: corkscrew shaped?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me.
1: Google it. It's a it's a duck with a corkscrew Shake Willie.
2: Right. Is it, that's part of the natural mating process? Yeah. It's shaped like that for yeah. a reason. Is it? Yeah. It's I not think just it so the
1: lady can't get away, which is a bit horrible. Oh.
2: <laughs> is that what happens with ducks? Yeah. It is interesting, though, isn't it? How this all works.
1: Yeah, in a very weird way. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable now. Can we move on?
2: I'm going to clip that little bit of audio <laughs> for the rest of the day and play it on the show. Have you heard about the duck with the corkscrew wheelie? Have you heard about the duck with the corkscrew have you, have you Have you heard about the duck? Right, my 10-year-old Seb Mm. uh, gave me this question yesterday. He got it from one of his books. He loves his... 10-year-old books. Yeah, Guinness World Record books and and the books of world facts and stuff like this. I want to put it to you. I thought I'm going to do this with Lou in the morning. Okay. Because I got it completely wrong. I want to see how close you can get. I I now know the answer, right? Okay. If you were to dig a tunnel... Yeah. ...straight through Earth... Yeah. ...all the way down to Australia, right through the other side... Yeah. ...and drop a brick in... How long would it take for that brick to get to the other side? Now, you've got to take in consideration here, just for this question, there's, you know, there's no molten ball of lava in the middle of the earth. Is
1: is gravity still a thing or not? Because gravity would just suck it into the middle and it wouldn't come out the
2: other side. Is that what would happen? Yeah. I got confused with this.
1: Yeah, so Surely. So because it, gravity is all about into the middle of the Earth. There's a whole right. magnetic thing. The core of the Earth is what keeps us
2: on the Earth. That's right. So the brick will be flicking around in the middle. So we're taking gravity out of this. So but,
1: but, but we're not entirely. We're moving it, aren't we, to Australia?
2: Luke, this is from a 10-year-old's mind. Okay? Well... <laughs> you're dropping a brick.
1: <laughs> I have a GCSE in science and I'm prepared to use it. <laughs>
2: And you were, I should have waited till Jack's back. No, that would have been worse. <laughs> that would have been You've so much worse. You've drilled a tunnel, okay? Yeah. You've drilled a hole from right here in our studio mm-hmm. all the way through to the other side of the world.
1: And the core of the earth is now in Melbourne.
2: Yeah, it, forget about the core of the earth. There's a tunnel all the way through. <laughs> we can see through. We can see Bruce the other side going, all right, yeah. you drop a brick. How long is it going to take for the, for the brick to get to the, the other side?
1: I've no idea how far it is. I'm not good with big
2: numbers. I was well out were you what does your gut tell you I,
1: I i can't even um okay uh i don't know well, to say is it, it going to increase in speed as it goes
2: it gets to a certain speed and then doesn't go any faster
1: two hours oh well that's quite good is it oh <laughs> because
2: i thought a plane going to australia <laughs> yep. takes about 12 hours
1: you have to um, go around isn't it?
2: and i thought a brick would forget, not go as quick. Then I thought, but this less distance. So I, <laughs> but the brick's smaller. So I, I said a day and a half. <laughs> oh <my goodness.
0: laughs>
2: it's forty-two minutes apparently.
0: Oh, so you're better than I me. I wasn't far you off, was far.
2: Forty-two minutes to drop a brick from one side to the
0: other. Even more radio breakfast with Tom, Lou, and Jack.
1: Blue Can and Breathe on more radio. Hello, Tom and Lou here. Hope you're doing all right. Heading towards nine o'clock. A bit blustery out there today.
2: Sorry, delivery at home. Ring doorbell's just gone off on my phone.
1: Oh, what, okay. Just
2: having a look. Yeah, no, it's all right. The wife's in. Okay. So yesterday, talk it right. Yesterday, do you know the thing with deliveries at the minute? They've got to take pictures of the parcels? Yes. They take them on their phones. Have you seen that? yeah, yeah. So I was in yesterday, rang the doorbell, and I went... (laughs) I
1: know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say.
2: And he goes, I I took it off. thank you. And he goes, I need a picture. And I was like, oh, fan of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tom. I didn't think that. But I was like, well, I'm holding it now. So my options... this This is going through my brain very, very quickly. Yeah. My options are to put it down on the floor and stand back. Yeah. Or hold it for him to take a picture yeah. so i held it like i just received an oscar yeah and he was like he hesitated and looked at me with a facial expression that said well that's weird but okay <laughs> but okay so i posed for a picture with my parcel and it's now on this guy's phone, and he drove away. And I was thinking, that's that's. I regret that.
1: Well, oh, you see, um, we've had several deliveries recently, and my other half, Pete, has been quite offended because they always ask him to step out. Of the photo. <laughs> no, don't they do? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So, yeah, they was like, "Can you just move back, please, sir?" Yeah. <laughs> so they've got a load of photos of our doormat with parcels, but Pete's not allowed anywhere not near. It?
2: I just picture <laughs> so you're honoured, actually. <laughs> I just picture at the Christmas party, <laughs> like they put together like the top ten parcel oh, photos. Yes, they will, and they flick through them, and they're all. Way! <laughs> Even more
0: Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou, and Jack: the best bits. I'm
1: not keen on this idea. Sainsbury's have launched pigs in blankets flavoured mayo.
2: Oh, hang on a minute. Don't just rush into an ooh. I think that might work. I like different types of mayo. We like this Nando's um,
1: or Like a peri-peri mayo. Yeah, the
2: peri-peri mayo is really yeah. nice. Yeah. I, 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 I like not a gonna... garlic mayo. Yeah, I like a garlic mayo. So I'm a mayo-y accepting man. What a statement. He's
1: just come out as a mayo accepting man. Put that
2: on my headstone. Here lies Tom Evans. A mayo-accepting man. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, I'm I'm accepting of different types of... I'm not mayoist, so I'm happy to try it.
0: Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack.
2: Favourite Cliff Richard song, Lou?
1: Um... Oh, what was that? Oh,
2: no, that's. Okay. I've, I've got mine ready to play. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I, I'm just testing. testing. Sure.
1: Um, well, I think Mistletoe and Wine, classic.
2: Christmas I knew night, you'd uh... say that. Mistletoe and wine. Yes. Children singing Christian With logs on the potatoes, trees on the... I don't know what it is, but it's good that one, isn't it? It
1: is good, yeah. Mm. I love a festive tune, a festive classic.
2: Hey, we'll be playing Christmas songs soon. I know. We should play them a little earlier this year as well.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that.
2: People need that lift. They do. I'll talk to the boss. Uh, The reason I'm bringing Cliff up, uh, he's in the papers today. He has made an announcement. He will be releasing his 47th... Uh, Cliff Richard Christmas calendar But he has said Look I'm very sorry But this year Now I'm 80 I am not going topless it's the first <laughs> I, don't know, I genuinely
1: don't know how to react I was going to go oh and I thought he, no I'm okay with that actually
2: he, the, or- <laughs> the August picture is always him topless it's like a tradition oh I
1: see the or- right because he's hot fa- and his fans
2: go crazy for that and he said this year oh, look I'm not doing it and people are like you shouldn't worry about age you look well, great well no
1: you shouldn't worry about age at all and I think that's really great and admirable that he's doing that but I just can't get an image of Cliff Richard top is out of my head,
2: Tom. (laughs) There you go. I've done this. My little gift to you for today.
0: Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou
2: and Jack. A a group of fish uh, that lives in the Sea Life Centre in Helsinki in Finland has been left feeling lonely and depressed. This is a very sad story. Partly his own fault, Lou. Um, so it's what?
1: It's one fish.
2: One fish. Well, yes. So what's happened here is, so he, he's lost his coloration. He's turned pale and grey, and that's an indication that they're sad. Oh, and he no. sits on the bottom of his tank. Right. So the uh, the tank keeper, the the was, is it a keeper that keeps fish? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, has said wrangler. That, the wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> has said it's his own fault. So there's no <laughs> there's no oh, sympathy here. Why? Because he ate all his tank mates.
1: Oh, yeah. he ate his mates, he his ate, friends. He
2: ate all his tank mates and now is feeling sorry for himself. He's got no one there. And of course, they're closed due to uh, coronavirus. So he's got no visitors. He's got no visitors to the aquarium, which he enjoys. So Aww. he's he's now kind of just having, he's got the hump and he's sitting on the bottom of the tank, bored.
1: Oh, I'm really torn because I feel sorry for him. But also, yeah. don't eat your friends. It's your
2: own, f- there's a lesson to be learned here somewhere. Don't eat your friends.
1: This is. This is awful.
2: <laughs> it's bad. I don't know how you cheer him up because they keep putting new fish in. Well,
1: and they just get come- eaten, and they get
2: eaten. Oh, so it's a okay. vicious circle. G- they
1: can't keep sacrificing fish. They're going to have to get him some yeah. little robotic mates, like you know, like 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 a little mannequin, little yeah. mannequin yes. fish.
2: Yeah, but the, the it's term- like they have yeah. in fish
1: clothes shops.
2: But then they, he'll might eat the little mannequins. It's difficult. Well, I, no,
1: because he, they won't taste nice.
2: I have experience of this. What? Um, when I, have you eaten no, your friends? Just bear with. Um I very uh, I was very honored to have a I think it was a I want to say a chinese crab like a hu- one of the huge crabs like size of a person. Yeah. Uh, it was named after me at the Sea Life Centre in Brighton.
1: Right. It was a great
2: honor. However, it was in the tank with another one. Yeah. And Tom the crab um what happened was they mated and then Tom ate the female. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Isn't Tom. Like. They had the Sea Life Centre had to call me and say, um, "Listen, just so you know, you've lost your tank, mate." I was like, "Oh, Tom the crab, what happened?" <laughs> he got jiggy with it, and then got hungry.
0: <gasps> Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou, and Jack: the best bits.
1: This is exciting. You know our local astronaut, Tim Peake?
2: Yeah, he's our local one. Well, he is. It's very
1: cool to be able to say that. From Chichester. He's from here in Sussex. Um, He apparently is still in the frame, that's his words, for a NASA mission to space. He could be Britain's first man on the moon.
2: Oh, well, now that is cool. I thought he was done and dusted with his missions. Apparently not. He's done all his books, hasn't he? He's released all that. He's done his... His documentary, yeah. I, oh right? But I guess still if he's running. still
1: fit enough, I mean, he's forty-eight. Yeah. So he's getting on a little bit for this kind of thing. I imagine you ideally you want to be in like your thirties or whatever for space, right. like. But hey, look! If they say he can go, awesome.
2: Yeah, they don't need to retrain him, I and mean, he's got the knowledge. I, no. I guess. Who's your favourite astronaut, Lou? I mean, out of Tim
1: Peake and. What, Lance Armstrong?
2: Yeah, the cyclist. Yeah. Who's your (laughs) favourite? Oh, no.
1: Who is it? What Armstrong is it? (laughs) Gary. Paul. Clive
2: Armstrong. (laughs) Who is it? Do you mean Neil?
1: Neil Armstrong,
2: yeah. (laughs) I can only name
1: two. I can clearly only name one.
2: (laughs) The world's biggest sports cheat. There he is in his cycling shorts (laughs) on the moon.
0: Even more radio breakfast with Tom, Lou, and Jack. The best bits.
2: Uh, yesterday, someone in Britain scooped seventy-nine million on the EuroMillions jackpot. Oh, really? They have not checked their numbers or claimed as yet, so we're being told to check, check, check.
1: Se- seventy-nine million—that's mm-hmm. a lot. <gasps> oh, we're doing a live check.
2: I have a ticket right in front of me. This is from last night's draw. I bought one a week ago. Right. Uh, I'm going to do a live check.
1: Ooh! Okay. Well, before so, we do it, can, yeah. I, can we just come to an arrangement?
2: Okay, I'm up for it. As that. I'm
1: facilitating this, yes. I feel like, you yes. know, yeah. small cut.
2: Mm-hmm. A um, million? Uh, uh, oh. Half a million. Oh, oh
1: really? What are you I've offering? i only got
2: 79.
1: Only 79. What are you offering? Come on.
2: Uh, 25,000.
1: 75.
2: 50,000. 60. No. I can't go that far. 55. 50.
1: 53,000 54 50 and a half
2: 53,000
1: Alright, take it, go on Okay,
2: I would have gone up But you,
1: you, you <laughs> I don't care I'm Right, excited. let me just check
2: this Because I won't be in tomorrow If this is right Scanning
1: oh, You won't be in?
2: No If I win
1: You're scanning What does this mean? Here we go. Do you not go
2: on a website anymore? No Oh, bum What? Wait No no, no winning matches. Not Fingers even one. Confused. No, you do the app and it scans it on the app, right. the lottery app, and it says no, nothing there. Or not even like it? two quid. No, sorry. You're <gasps> Are out you bluffing? <laughs> Maybe. You better not
1: be. Uh, now, Tom you've got a telling off from Justin in St Leonard's
2: well, this isn't the first one I've had this morning no, I,
1: I like you Justin thank you very much for bringing this up because I didn't feel able to um, and I've actually <laughs> had a, quite a raw deal, deal here and I'm glad that you can see that um, We go. this is back, going back to your lottery ticket that we um, well, we checked live on air about half an hour ago
2: So we heard this morning that someone from Britain won the Euro Millions last night. Yeah. 79 million quid. a lot of
1: money. 79 million quid. Uh,
2: My ticket's here. Now, we checked it live on the show. Yeah. And before we did the check, we brokered a deal.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we tried. I'm not good with big numbers, uh, particularly under pressure. 79 million is an unthinkable amount of money. And I panicked and caved in too easily (laughs) to your meagre, measly offer.
2: I offered you... £25,000 if I'd won the £79 No, nah,
1: I wasn't quite that foolish. And then we,
2: went, we settled on, what, 53
1: 53
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm i getting berated here because that's stingy, apparently.
1: Yeah, what well, is it? 0.07% of your winnings.
2: It's actually less than that. But oh, God. Okay, well, th- my theory is, Lou, I have other people to think no, about. No, I
1: completely appreciate and that. You want to keep the imp- bulk for yourself. You want to make sure your kids are going to be all right. Look after your wife. Buy them nice things. You want to give some to charity. You've got loads of friends and family. No, not 0.07.
2: After you after thinking about it and it settled, and now, knowing I haven't won, so it's irrelevant really, but what <laughs> yeah. in hindsight, yeah. what would you have felt is a fair figure? Well considering we work together daily.
1: Daily. No, we're quite close-knit, Very close knit, you and Jack, aren't we? Very. Are we oh, hang on, are me and Jack getting the same?
2: Jack's not here, so no. Oh,
1: okay, so <laughs> I'll get double.
2: I've won seventy nine million. <laughs> yeah. How much would you expect? Last chance.
0: Half a million.
2: Get
1: out. Get out. Half a million.
2: Absolutely
0: ridiculous. Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack.
2: Let's talk about this house in Bexhill that's making national press today. So, this guy decorates his house uh, for every occasion. Christmas, Easter, Armistice Day even. Oh, wow. None more so than Halloween. They go all out on this house. He's got, I'm looking here, he's got flying ghosties and ghoulies up on on wires. Little devil horns on the front gates and everything like this. Anyway, he's had complaints. Apparently, the property is too scary. He's gone too far. He's terrifying uh, people, specifically children, that pass by the house daily. Uh, So, they're saying he's gone too far and he's got to take it down. Now, his immediate neighbours are saying, leave him alone. We love it. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the street's famous for it now. You know, let him embrace these festival seasons and get on with it.
1: That's a bit sad, isn't it? Okay, hang on. Right, I've got an idea, because yeah. there's another house here in Sussex that's making um, the news. Highcroft House of Horror, which is in Brighton. That's uh, the Brighton uh, one? Yeah, so this yeah. guy does the same. He de- de- decorates it for Christmas, he does Halloween as well. Let's compare what they both look like. Okay. May- maybe the children of Brighton are a little sturdier than the children <laughs> of Bexhill. Maybe.
2: maybe, but people are complaining. He's had uh, a letter, a couple of emails. Really? I- I- I'm looking at the pictures now. It's in the Daily Mail today. And yeah yeah it's scary he's done a great job but it's just it's not like you know a horror movie or anything. It's still a little bit pantomime about it, I think. I, I've got <laughs> a pretty right.
1: creepy crown, uh, clown Sorry, with light-up eyes and a sign that says free hugs. It looks like he's about to come and get you.
2: Okay, I have a hovering uh, pirate skeleton dressed Ooh. in a black robe.
1: Okay, I've got a little devil child uh, riding a, 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 an inflatable duck, I think. She's also got light-up sort of zombie eyes.
2: I can offer you three witches cackling on the front lawn.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, a couple of tombstones.
2: Oh, no two-stones here. No? But as I did mention earlier, two horny devils on the gatepost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> Your sounds more comedy. <laughs> That's a little bit. <laughs> So that's it for this episode of the More Radio Breakfast podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Now, I know it's a bit of a faff, but if you could leave us a review, uh, subscribe, that kind of thing. Tell your mates that would be awesome. Uh, Spread the word a little bit more around Sussex. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you bright and early Monday morning, 6 a.m. on More Radio.
0: Tom, Lou, and Jack. The best bits. Even more Radio Breakfast.